Hello friend, I am Kara Murray. Welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast. Together we will learn how to embrace our imperfections and the messes that life leaves behind and overcome our own shortcomings. Together we will begin to not only see, but to feel who we truly are and who God created us to be. Let's talk. Hello and welcome to the Today I Am Enough podcast. I am so thrilled to have Brooke Romney with us today. She is an incredible author, an incredible parent advocate, a teen advocate. She has amazing tips on her website, on her Instagram. She has lists for days that I love. <laughs> we were, were going on a trip soon and I was looking at your website for audiobook recommendations for kids. And you had so many. I was so excited. So Brooke, is just full of so much knowledge and so much goodness. And I'm so excited to have her here. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, I am Brooke Romney. I'm just so excited to be here. I just love like chatting with women and sharing our stories. And so just grateful to be on your podcast today. Thank you. So I'm going to turn the time over to Brooke and let her share her story and just like, let you know more about her and what she is all about. So there's kind of a lot of pieces of me. One of the things that I'm really good at is not having an attention span that's long enough for just <laughs> one thing. And so I have done a lot of things and I'm excited about a lot of things, but I would say like at my core, it's helping like women feel like they have a purpose and that they're needed and wanted and loved as they are. And also um, that they have like infinite possibility too. Like who you are today isn't necessarily who you will be tomorrow. Um, but one of the things that I've really focused on lately is teenagers. So currently I have three teenage boys and I have a nine-year-old also. And so I kind of entered into that teen parenting world and I felt very alone and lonely. And like, I was in way over my head with so many things. And so One of the things that I do like on my Instagram is I really try and help other women feel like they're not alone in this teen parenting situation. Um, I just felt like once kids hit teenagers, nobody was talking about things. And a lot of it is to protect people's privacy. Um, And a lot of it is just because there's not nearly as many happy, fun moments to share on Instagram. (laughs) And I just felt like when I was going through some really difficult times, I wish that there was a place for me to turn or just to even for someone to say, Hey, like this happens at our house too, you know? And so I started doing things like, um, kind of sharing. So my oldest now is 18. So I have a little perspective. And so a couple of years ago, I just started sharing some things that worked and some things that didn't work. Um, and then I also started realizing like the power of community. And I do these mom to mom questions, which are some of the favorite things that I do on my, just for me, So moms will send me questions and I will open those questions up to the community and people have been so awesome. And the thing that I love the most about it is you see that different things work well for different families. I think like sometimes for me, I was thinking like in raising teenagers, like there was a right way and a wrong way. And, um, one of my kids doesn't really subscribe to either way. Like he just likes to push boundaries and things like that. And so I, sometimes would follow advice and it would totally backfire on me. And I didn't feel like there was anyone out there that was like, it's okay. Sometimes things don't work, you know, like sometimes you just keep trying and sometimes your kids don't listen. And sometimes they still break the rules and 
like you just keep going and you just keep pushing forward and you keep trying. Um, and that means you're being a great mom, you know? Yep. And so I just needed someone out there. So I tried to do that a lot. And as, in the mom to mom questions, the thing that's my favorite is you have one family who has rules and guidelines that have worked really well for them. And another family who's done the complete opposite and it's worked well for them. And I just love that there's a place for a community to come together and say, okay, this family sounds more my speed. So for instance, I'm not really, really structured. And so I think there's lots of awesome ideas for really structured people. And I think they work. I'm not saying they don't work, but like they wouldn't work for me. And so when I see an idea that has like a little bit more flexibility, I'm like, okay, so that one (laughs) might work for our family. It reminds Um, me, it reminds me of like, as you're talking about it, just with little kids, it's like, we're, we're always like sharing like, oh, let's do this job chart or this reward system. And like, it's not a one size fits all. And that's absolutely how teenage rules are as well. Yeah. And even like you said, with one of your kids, it just, it doesn't even work with every child, right? Totally. <laughs> like, I have one teenager that's always like, well, but I didn't get to do the X, Y, and Z. La, la. And I'm like, that's fine. Like that's because that's what you needed. And that's not what this one needs, you know, like it's just totally. different. Like, I think it's super important to remember that because they're the, they're so much more their own person when they're a teenager. And you learn that you can't control them. Like you could control your three-year-old at least yes. to some extent, right? Like you That's can't so pick them up and take them to their room and time out because they're like towering over you. They become yes. these like grown up people. Totally. You have to learn to reason with. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Sometimes and it feels like I'm reasoning with a giant two-year-old. <laughs> well, and sometimes like you have to, there's, um, things that I didn't think I would give up right. in for Mm -hmm. certain situations. And sometimes you give in and, you know, those are the things that like, when I was a young mom, I'm like, oh my gosh, why does that person never make her teenagers do X, Y, or Z? And, you know, (laughs) and it's like, oh, okay. So now I'm that person that people are probably saying that about, but you know, you have to pick your battles. Yeah. And working really hard to just preserve those relationships. Exactly. Um, That's what I was going to say. You got to pick your battles so you can have that relationship with your child. And so they can trust you and you can trust them and grow that relationship because it's rough. for sure. Well, and there was <laughs> one of the things too, that's a, was a good reminder. I was with my husband and I had had a really busy work week and I had made some big mistakes, like things that should have been easy. Like had I had better perspective, I really could have done a lot better job that week with my work stuff. And I was beating myself up and I'm like, I am just so stupid. Like I'm so dumb, you know, looking back, that was such an easy fix. Like, mm-hmm. and he just looked at me and he was like, you're not so stupid. You're new at this. You're inexperienced. And he's like, there's a difference between being so dumb and inexperienced. He's like, this Mm -hmm. is the first time that you're trying to juggle, you know, this type of work. And it actually like really turned a light on for me with parenting because I realized I'm literally always new at what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Like it's a new age. It's a new stage. It's a new kid. Um, maybe like our family situation is different. And I, giving myself a lot of grace for understanding that I am literally new at this every single day yeah. and I don't have a lot to pull on. Just I love of- that perspective though. Yeah. Like, and I think it, like, that's what I try and teach with today. I'm enough is like, you're enough in whatever stage you are. Yeah. It doesn't mean you stay there. It's not a stagnant state, but today it's just how you are. And today yeah. might be different than tomorrow. And you might be more productive today than you were yesterday, but that's okay mm-hmm. too because yeah, it's what your body needs or what your soul needs or what your kids need. And taking, like, just noticing that I think and, and naming it and understanding it changes you. 
it's so true. And just being, being able to be okay with that. And, you know, just, it was such a nice perspective shift for me just because I thought I didn't do better because I actually didn't know better. And now I do. So it's, you know, it'll be easier next time. Not that I will always make the right choice (laughs) the next time, but I will have some more perspective and some more life experience. And, um, you know, just like we're talking a little bit about teens going at them with that same perspective too. Like they are new at this and like they're tackling new things and, you know, I was going to say too, like they're, they're just like us. They're, they've never been 16, 17, 18, 13, whatever age they are. They've never been that before. They haven't ever had you know, the freedoms that they're given or they're, you know, just their growing personalities and mindsets and different things like that. And we have to be gentle with ourselves and gentle with our kids in all the things. Totally. It's, um, (laughs) it's really interesting too, because I, you know, I'm here and I give a lot of advice. So I do teen tips, um, every Friday and they're called common sense teen tips. And, one of the, you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, you're so great. How do you come up with all those? I'm like, because I watch my kids not do them, you know? And it's, <laughs> <laughs> so it's really like one of those interesting things. Sometimes people I think will look at me or even another person and be like, Oh, you're so good at that. You're such an expert at this. And it's like, no, like everyone is still just like plodding along, you know? Yeah. I mean, really most of my team tips come from moments in my life where I'm like, how do you not know that? How did I not teach that? How did you not catch on? You know? Um, yeah. and just realizing like I have to be really blatant and we're like, I'm coming out with the teen tip book. So oh, really, like, so fun. mostly for us so that like, those are displayed one a week so that yeah. they like get that, you know, reinforcement, like, yes, when you open the door, you say, hello, would you like to come in? You know, just yeah. things like that. Did you just do one on answering the phone? Yeah, there was, okay. I did that one a couple that one weeks made ago. Me laugh because I was like, oh, my, my 13 year old, I was like, okay, well you call his mom and you ask if he can hang out with you. Yeah. And so he just calls and just stands there <laughs> and I'm like, say hello. <laughs> like, have you never seen me on the telephone before? Like it was totally. just funny. And I think cell phones have shifted that where they just don't know how to answer the phone, but it was just so funny. Wow. Like, like just ask ask for your friend or ask if he totally. can hang out, like say goodbye. <laughs> well, it's so funny. Cause I think like technology has really, one of the reasons why I felt a need for these things is because like, as kids, we used to observe our parents all the time. There was nothing else to do. Like right. we weren't distracted. <laughs> we weren't looking at a phone. We, you know, we like had to go with our parents places and you know, yeah. things like that. And kids just yeah. don't have that today. So they don't observe us often. And so they're kind of missing out on some of these life lessons, but you know, it's just, it's funny because when I started the tips, I wanted to make sure that people understood, like, I am not like the teen manner police. Like if you know me in person, (laughs) I'm not like, Ooh, your kid is not, you know, complying here. It's like, I know that most kids aren't doing this, but even just as I share these, just giving them the opportunity for knowledge. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because I'll still like watch them sometimes not do it. But one of the awesomest things is when they're not with me, I do see them do it. And so they are like taking in the information. Sometimes they don't like want to pat you on the back and be like, thanks so much for teaching me this awesome tip. <laughs> like forever, I'm going to be so good at this. But when they're on their own and when it matters, I think mm-hmm. like it kicks in and they're like, mm, my mom, my mom told me that when I'm at a restaurant, I should put my phone away or I should clean up the plates before we leave, or I should leave a tip, or I should look the yeah. server in the eye when I'm ordering, you know, things like that. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that so much. And one thing I love that you're doing is bringing awareness to teenage moms, because as my kids got older, I noticed that same thing you talked about, like, it's just this different world where it isn't talked about a lot. And a lot of it is because of the privacy of your child. Like I can't just start rambling off what's going on with my 14 year old daughter because Mm -hmm. she's her own person and she has her own life and it's her things that she's figuring out. And it's hard because when you have a four-year-old, you're like, oh man, like she peed (laughs) all over the house today. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. She's thrown a tantrum and we can share that. And so I think as little kid parents, sometimes it feels lonely because you're in the trenches of like a lot of physical doing and you can't necessarily get out, but you can, like, you can go to the park and play and yeah. you don't have teenage play dates. Like no, <laughs> you don't get together no. with teenage moms and you're like, yeah, Oh, look at, you know, my little 14 year old. And she's just struggling with this. And that has been really eye opening. Yeah. It's really, it's really hard because you yeah. can't just go to your best friend and be like, man, this is what my kid is struggling with. And it's hard. And I don't know how to help or what to do. You know? I, um, So that is also something that I feel really strongly about because while it is our kids' stories, you know, and, and we have to respect their privacy, we also have to realize that it's also our story. Mm -hmm. So when there is something, you can't broadcast it, you can't go to the park (laughs) and just shout it out. Um, (laughs) But it is really important. Like, I think it's crucial to have a few people in your life when your kids are teenagers that you can go to and be honest and know they have your child's best interest at heart and your best interest at heart. You can Mm -hmm. trust them to keep things in confidence because I would have fallen apart if I wouldn't have had people to go to and at least ask for support or help or information. And so just really know you can't share everything in like a large setting, but (laughs) making sure like being so, so sure that you have some people that have your back, because sometimes you can't talk to your kid about it. Sometimes they're completely irrational. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes your husband doesn't understand the worries yeah. of a mom, you know, like there were times yeah. when I was like super worried. And my husband's like, Hmm, feels like something you shouldn't be worried about. And I'm like, what? Oh, <laughs> okay. Actually, like realistically, yes, you're correct. Like this is not the end of the world, but like, I need a little more, like I yeah. need someone to be like, that is super hard. I'm so sorry about that. And so yeah, finding, absolutely. finding just like a little small support group, um, of people that you can trust, I think is so important. And there are times when my kids have done things that, um, maybe are like harder or bigger. And, you know, I've just said, you know, like you made this part of my story, you know, like, I'm sorry, this is part of my story too. And I need some help and support. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's, that's also a consequence of, of action. It's true. So, yeah. Well, and I, I, I mean, we've had a few things with our kids because I have three teenagers now, but yeah, there has been like a specific incident where I, I did, I like, I was like, we just have to talk to someone. Like I have to, I have to make yeah. sure I'm not being crazy. Right. Yeah, totally. But it is totally. interesting. It's an interesting perspective that it is part of our story. And I think being careful of that boundary and being careful who you tell, like for sure. For yeah. Sure. There's like, there's definitely somebody. <laughs> Yes, definitely top, people that top you notch people. <laughs> yes, yes. And finding those, like, especially as your kids enter those teenage years, um, is really, really important for moms of teens. Yeah. So what is something that you have found um helpful? Oh, I don't know how to word this. Something I don't know, like as a mom of teenagers, what is like your best advice to other moms of 
I don't know, keeping that relationship, creating that relationship, helping them. I don't know, whatever, like whatever advice you might have. Uh, so <laughs> there's so many things. Cause it just sort of depends on your kid. But one thing that I am super proud of is being able to hold a relationship through really good times and really bad times. And that means that there is sometimes more give than take on our part. Usually, um, it means like celebrating things that even like, so sometimes if your kid is really hard, it's hard to celebrate the good things because they're bugging you so much. And so like really like finding the positive and focusing on that, um, making sure your kid knows that you like them, even if they're hard or going through a tough time or just being kind of difficult. And, you know, there's a lot about like letting kids have their space, which I agree with, but also like not letting them have too much, like helping them understand that you want them with the family. You want to be with them. They're still, even when they're not enjoyable, like <laughs> sometimes you just got to pretend, you know, sometimes you just have to act like it for a little while so that they feel like loved and wanted in their family. Um, I, you know, there's been like some really big ups and downs for some of our kids. And I just feel like for me, the victory is at the end, like, do we have a relationship where we love and respect each other? And sometimes that means understanding that they have differences of opinion and honoring those different opinions. And then sometimes it means helping them understand that even when there's a difference of opinion, sometimes as a family, we sacrifice for each other and, you know, do things that other mm -hmm. people like that we don't and show up when we don't want to, because we're a family. Um, and so, and then also just enjoying it. I think sometimes people get really like reticent about these teenagers and there is so much joy and there's so much fun, even, mm -hmm. even if they're like in a tough stage, like you can still enjoy the same movies. You can go with it to the same things and have a good time. You can root for the same team. Like, it's so fun for me to just sit down and like chat with them about what's going on. And, um, I have all boys and a lot of people are like, how do you get them talking and opening up? And you just, you gotta be there when they're ready. Like that might be <laughs> at midnight, that might be over food that might be in the car, but just be there when they're ready and be willing to be present whenever they're ready to talk and help them understand like that you care about their feelings. You care about their ideas. You care about the way they think you don't just, sometimes I think with teens, people will kind of like brush off their opinion. Um, like let's say they give you a political opinion that is totally uninformed. Um, <laughs> instead of being like, Oh my gosh, like, where'd you even hear that? Who are you listening to? You know, being like, Oh, that's super interesting tell me about that opinion. Like, how did you come to that? Like, do, is that something like you, you know, agree with in your soul or are you just like <laughs> saying it and just, you know, validating who they are and how they think. Um, when I think about teenagers, like you said, they're just adults, they're just many adults. And so treating them like I would want to be treated, um, is a big deal. Yeah. I think that that is a huge deal to help them feel important and heard. And I think a lot of times teenagers just want to be heard. Yeah. And so right. giving them that opportunity, um, to be heard, especially in a conversation where there might be conflict, <laughs> Yeah, um, to make sure that they know that you honor their opinion, even if they're going to have a consequence. And so their opinion isn't going to happen, <laughs> right. just letting right. them, just letting them be heard. And I think mm -hmm. also explaining, um, why in a situation to any age child is actually like essential, it especially really is. teenagers. Teenage, yeah. Like if they know the why behind it, it's amazing how it's just changed, um, 
just change some conversations or some conflict even just to be like, you know, this is the reason, like, I don't know, my, my son wanted to go hang out with his friends one night. And I just, like, I literally just didn't feel good about it. And I was like, I don't know why, like, I have no good reason, except I just don't feel good about it. And I know that's lame, but I do let you go to like 99% of your friend's houses when you ask. And so this one time, and so I, you know, like we just talked about it for a while and he was super bummed and he's like, it's okay. It's not your fault. And I was like, Oh, well, good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for like, you know, just reassuring that. But, um, yeah. But yeah, teenagers, I feel like it can be scary. Sometimes it still feels scary. I was yeah, sitting for sure. I was sitting in a um several years ago in a Relief Society meeting, the women's congregation for our church. And um just one of the women just was like asking questions like, well, how do we help our teenagers? And what do we do? And teenagers are so much harder than toddlers and so much and I have six kids in seven years, and I my oldest was still in primary. So he was less than 12. And I was like, I left almost in tears because I was like, I'm going to have five teenagers. And she's telling me that it's harder than what I'm already going through. And I already cry all the time for going through. I can hardly handle it. So that was really scary. So it's interesting to be here and um, just learn that it can be okay. And that they can be really fun. Like you can have really engaging conversations with teenagers. Oh yeah. Not five, right? Like and vacations are the best. Like yeah, with teenagers, they're so much fun. And yeah, um, there's, there's a lot, there's it. a lot to look forward to. There are certain things that are a lot harder and there's certain things yeah. that are a lot easier. And I just think there's like really beautiful things at each stage. If you, yes. And, and I also think that some of us are like meant or programmed a little bit to <laughs> really love those toddler phases or really connect with teenagers, but yeah. it doesn't mean that we can't learn and grow and try and still really enjoy whichever stage we're in. Absolutely. And I think that's key. I remember like once I didn't have two-year-olds anymore, cause I basically had like every age for like six years. And yeah. so by the time we were done with two, I was like, Oh, I'm glad I'm out of that. But my next door neighbor's little girl that's two, I'm like, Oh, come play. Yeah. Like come yeah. over to my house. She's great. I love you. <laughs> and, but there is, there's good in every single stage. And I think finding that and recognizing that where you are and where your kids are will just help make it so you like them better and can show them love and respect in whatever way that they need at that time in their lives. So I think that's huge. Absolutely. Awesome. Do you have anything else you want to share? No, I'm that's good. Great. I feel like that's totally a great fine. conversation. Yeah, yeah. Just making sure. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. I'm so Oh, actually, could I just oh, tell about yeah. my book? Yes. Would that be okay? I would love okay. for you to tell about your book that I've okay. read. Her book is your book, that one, the pink one. Yes. That one. <laughs> yes. I will actually put that in the podcast. Good. I have it under my nightstand. I was going to grab it. And then I'm like, I can't reach it. <laughs> no, you're just fine. Um, yeah. I just, a lot of the lessons that I've learned through my life up to this point, um, I was able to put in a book um, called, I like me anyway, embracing imperfection, connection in Christ. And in there, I feel like there is so much information that really relates to your podcast that today I'm enough. And in like learning to love who you are now and then being able to reach for who you know you want to be without ever beating yourself up about it or feeling badly about it. And so if, you know, if some of your listeners are thinking like, I'm struggling with this, I'm struggling with comparison and competition. I'm struggling trying to connect with other people. Like I think the words that I wrote there, you know, kind of sum up my experiences and the important lessons that I've learned up till now. 
and really have allowed so many women to have a perspective shift. Because I think until you start liking and loving yourself, it's really difficult to progress. And Mm -hmm. so kind of cementing that first and then like allowing yourself to move past, like onto the next stage is a really powerful way to go about the rest of your like motherhood or life or whatever you're tackling right now. Yes. I love that. And it's a beautiful book. It's so well written. I have loved reading it and it's available lots of places. I got mine at Costco. I was so excited when it showed up at Costco. (laughs) Yes. Yes. So still Costco, Um, Amazon, Audible, I read it. So if you would rather listen, it's on there too. And where else can listeners find you? Yes. Um, I'm really active on Instagram at Brooke Romney writes. And then a lot of the things that I've written, you know, I've been writing now for almost 10 years. So I have a website, brookromney.com that has tons of material and all the lists that you were talking about, um, where readers can go and find things really in an easily accessible way. Wonderful. Okay. I'll make sure to link her book and everything else in the show notes. So you guys can find it really easily. Thank you so much, Brooke. Awesome. Thanks, Kara. We'll see ya. See ya. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you're willing to help me out and you love today's episode, please share it with a friend. Leaving a review is actually extremely helpful as well and allows other people to find the podcast. So if you are enjoying listening, please leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. And remember, today you are enough.